Hello everybody and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Your home for tips, insight and discussion for all the games in the top four English leagues. So, I'm here with my co-host Tom Walker, as ever. Hi guys, <laughs> welcome to the show. We were so close last weekend with the trebles, weren't we? Oh, agonising. Two cost by one team. It's so annoying, so frustrating. Mine was Shrewsbury against Plymouth of all games, which cost me. Top against bottom. Plymouth had lost the five home games in a row prior to this one and uh, could only muster a one-all draw for Shrews. So that was disappointing. Your one was cost by Bradford. They were playing Berry away. Previously, Bradford were unbeaten away. Berry had only won one in their last ten. And uh, Berry ran out 3-1 winners. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Bradford took the lead early on as well. I think my treble was winning after nine minutes. Something like or that. Or something yeah. like that, which was delightful. And then, yeah, it uh, it just went against the, the form book. Like those two games, as you just mentioned in the stats, they're, they're, they're huge, huge favourites. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just another case of where the favourites didn't turn up and uh, it's cost us, unfortunately. But onwards and upwards, we'll go again. New week, new opportunity, we always say that. So, uh, yeah, let's start off in the Premier League. Yep, let's. Uh, I don't know if it's just me, but uh, looking down the list, a lot of the games in the Premier League this weekend, I could not give a monkey's about. So many teams I've got no interest in watching so far this season. I just feel like half the league is crap and not entertaining to watch, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a, you know, there's no firecracker games, really, uh, apart from maybe a game on Sunday. Yeah, so there's a lot of meh games, isn't there? Yeah, it is. But... And, let, and let's start with exactly that. We've got Friday night football this week. We have. Uh, that's West Ham at home to Brighton. So you can get West Ham at 3-4, to four, the draw at 5-2, to two, and Brighton at 15-4. to four. Now, which way can you see this meh game going? I, I could actually see this going away at West Ham. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, um, I, I actually watched the Brighton-Everton game live. Why? Um, <laughs> because... I, <laughs> Because I couldn't, I couldn't get a stream for Forest Derby. <laughs> find the stream, and that was on the actual TV. So yeah. I had it on in the background, and then gave up when Forest were two 0 down. Ended up watching the rest of the game. Uh, Brighton have nothing. They're so so painful. It's literally get Pascal Gross on a set piece or in, you know, some kind of dangerous area, and God hope that he does something. Yeah, they were really poor, actually. And, uh, yeah, West Ham, you know, they're, they're not too bad, especially at home. They've won the three of the last four at home. I don't think they'll steamroll Brighton, but I think they'll win maybe one or two nil. Yeah, I can see that. As you said, West Ham, actually, their form's not too bad anymore. Uh, There's one loss in their last six. They lost the first three in a row at the start of the season, remember? So that's why they're pretty much down there in the near the bottom of the league. They've beaten Huddersfield and Swansea to nil in their last few home games. And Brighton, on the other hand, they've not won in five away games in all competitions. So I think West Ham at three to four is definitely the safe bet here. Yeah, although, you know, you may you may not think this. Like like you just said, West Ham are pretty good for a clean sheet. Yeah. Um, like you said, uh, you know, I think it's three of the last six games they've had a shutout. Um, so yeah. I really do fancy West Ham to uh, to beat Brighton on the Friday night. Definitely. So we'll move to Saturday then. And there's a 12.30 kickoff, and that's Chelsea at home to Watford. Chelsea 2-7, to the draw 9-2, and Watford a pretty big 17-2. to To be honest, I do not trust Chelsea one little bit, so I'm more than happy to go for the Watford double chance on this game. I personally think that Chelsea will bounce back, although this is going to be a very hard game. Um, And I would not tip Chelsea, but I would like to alert the profit chasers to probably a a Chelsea to win both teams to score. What do you think to that? No, no. if it happened, it wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. 
But I just think Watford have been so impressive this season. Obviously, they had that great 2-1 win over Arsenal last weekend. They're flying high and forth. Yep. And Chelsea just really shocked me losing to Palace last weekend. Chelsea are actually nine points off the top. Already? That's a lot of points. Are For we... United and City, who have been keeping pace with each other and no one else, you know, they're a little bit head and shoulders above everyone at the moment. That That's a lot, isn't it? Nine that points. That's a lot. To be honest, it's early days, but I'd probably say title challenge over for them already because can you see Man City or, or Man United dropping at least well losing at least three games each and that's uh, that's that's saying Chelsea are going to win all of their other games which they're not yeah I I think Chelsea have definitely left themselves with a mountain to climb but I know I'm, I'm not going to say it's over yet no, or, or put it's it not this over way. yet if, if I said to you let's give Man City, a nine-point head start over Chelsea. Can Chelsea still win the league? You'd probably yeah, go. Yeah, I know what you'd you're saying. Probably go no. I, I know exactly what you're saying, but you know, I I just I can't count out the champions of last season. Season before that, they were poor. Season before that, they won the league. You know, Chelsea won the league two of the last three years. Yeah, for me, Chelsea. Are still contenders. They're, they're going through a bit of a wobbly patch. I think Morata's going to be back yeah. on Saturday, which will be huge. Yeah, for me, Chelsea to win, both teams to score. Not for me. Watford, double chance as a punt for me. So, difference there of opinion. That's what we like. Absolutely. Let's move on to what will be a landslide of opinion. Absolutely. That's Huddersfield at home to Manchester United. Huddersfield 9-1. to the draw four to one and Man United three to ten. So we're all in agreement. Huddersfield are going to win this one here. Then at good odds. Did you just hear that? <laughs> did you did you did you just hear that? That was that was the Huddersfield promotion bubble bursting in the in the most horrific way. Uh, Huddersfield are absolutely struggling. The whole euphoria has died. The only, only, only thing that may even give them a glimmer is, apart from Spurs, this is the first game that I would call like a super club at home. Like mm. Spurs are a title contender and, you know, they're a big club, but United are, for me, the biggest club in the country. Yeah. And if the Huddersfield fans want, were looking out for any fixtures, probably this game, you know, United at home. So it's a huge occasion. Will they rise to it? They may put in a spirit of performance, but United to run out two, three, four, five nil winners. Do you reckon that much? We can yeah, get... Spurs absolutely took the mickey out of them. Harry Kane uh, bagged his hat-trick. Uh, I think they won four or five. And uh, yeah, I think United are going to do them four or five. Oh, interesting. We can get United minus one. At uh, twenty to twenty-one, the minus two is just around the three to one mark. So, you know, not, yeah, not minor, bad, not bad. Yeah, that, for me, that that would be a, a wonderful price. Yeah, classic Mourinho though, wasn't it? Last weekend against Liverpool, goes to a rival, plays for a point, goes home happy. It's perfect. It's like I think Sir Alex Ferguson always used to say, "You beat your rivals at home, and you don't lose away." Yep. And that that's the Mourinho way of doing things, and. You know, with his record, it's hard to argue, isn't it? It is, absolutely. So, um, no surprises here, Profit Chasers. We're all in agreement. Man United are going to win. Definitely, we reckon, by one or two goals. Maybe three, maybe four. You never know. But uh, to nil, certainly here. Moving on then, to Man City at home to Burnley. And I had to look twice when I saw the odds for this game. Absolutely. Can I just interrupt? These are, I've wrote down in my notes, these are the most absurd odds of the whole whole season. Yeah, I, I've put, I can't believe the odds I'm seeing on this game. Never seen anything like it. <laughs> so, so, read yeah. them out, TP. Okay, so you can get Man City. They're at home and they're 1-12. to 12. Uh, The draw is 10-1. to 1. And Burnley, who 
have been very good this season, let's not forget, are 25-1. to 1. That is enormous. 25-1? to 1? It's just it's baffling. They beat Chelsea. They drew to Tottenham. Liverpool, like all these games have been away from home. Yeah. And it's, it's just... It's just confusing. <laughs> it's just confusing. I don't understand. Do you? No. No, I don't. I mean, if anyone fancies Burnley, you're going to be a millionaire if oh, you back yeah. him and it comes off. Absolutely. Uh, but imagine if they're playing like a Brighton or a Huddersfield or a Palace. What would the odds be then? I, I have no idea. I... I the biggest odds I've ever seen for an uh, away team or any team in the Premier League yeah, ever. Definitely. But one thing I will say about this game, I can't see Burnley being five or six nilled like some, no a lot of way. other teams. No have. way. I reckon two, maybe three. Three nil I could see. Two nil I could see. I, honestly I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking one or two. Yeah. I know City are absolutely steamrolling Everyone, but they they have just hung on against Napoli for the win. Yeah, uh, Napoli, for all accounts, probably deserved the draw. City are probably the most informed team in Europe. Oh but yeah, I I never ever ever can see Burnley getting hammered. Ever. No, me neither. So here's an odd for you: you can get the total goals to be under three point five at twenty three to twenty. Yeah, interesting price, that. I think Burnley will score. I honestly do. Um, Otamendi, especially, is... Although he's good in the air, he is pretty short. And uh, I think Dyche would be wise to play Wood or Vokes. Uh, I imagine he'll play Wood. Yeah, I could see him doing him in the air at a set piece or something like that. Mm, Yeah, I guess Stoke scored two, didn't they? Past City at the weekend, just gone, so... Stoke can score two, then I can certainly see Burnley scoring one. But uh, yes. for me, this one, I think it's going to be a, a two or a three nil. Okay. Let's move on then, shall we? Two. Let's indeed. Another one of a, a meh game for this weekend, and that's Newcastle v Crystal Palace. Uh, Newcastle are 19 to 20, the draw 5 to 2, and Palace are 14 to 5. Can Roy the boy? Get another win under his belt. Is it going to be like buses? Are two going to come at once? I I really don't know. Um, this game is I. is <laughs> it is is really tough in there. I mean, Palace, the confidence and the relief that that victory, especially over Chelsea, yeah, would have given them would have been astronomical. Newcastle plodding along, just kind of they've won three of their last six. They haven't won any in their last three games, but uh, they've got a good record at home against Palace. I would avoid this one. I would, honestly, there are better games to be betting on. 100%, completely agree. Let's move on then to another game which, to be honest, two teams that are in desperate, desperate need of a win, and that's Stoke at home to Bournemouth. Stoke are 23-20, to the draw 12-5, to and Bournemouth 23-10. to Another game, it's tough to call. Two teams, as I said, really need the win. I'd probably want to side with Stoke at home here, but it's nothing that I could say with too much certainty. No, I couldn't I couldn't say anything with any certainty other than I think you'll probably get both teams to score just because I think both, both teams are so bad at the back. Um, I think you'll probably get both teams to score. I'd probably be going down the draw column at twelve to five, but to be honest, I'm not even that confident in that. It's just a a meh game. Yeah, it is. What's going wrong with Bournemouth? Do you reckon? So they spent twelve million on Begovic, twenty five million on Nathan Ake. Defoe came on a free. I had pretty high hopes for them. I kind of thought, you know, somewhere between eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, perhaps. Uh, personally. I still think they rely on the old guard a little bit. Um, I still see Simon Francis, who's been a very good servant to Bournemouth. I still see him captaining the side and playing centre-half, which is not acceptable at that level, unfortunately. I also see people like Mark Pugh getting too much game time. I think people like Steve Cook 
there's a big question mark over him. Charlie Daniels defensively question mark over him. Yeah. Stanislas not good enough. Who else do you have that? Slin uh, not good enough. Alter's not too bad. Sermon meh. Meh. Do you know what I mean? They've got they've got good quality. You know they've got players like Ake is a good player. Begovic is good. Harry Arter is a brilliant player. Josh King is a decent player. They have got quality and that carries them through. Yeah. But I personally think they're still relying too much on their champ players and it's time to cut the umbilic- umbilical cord with a couple of them. No, that's fair. I'd agree, to be honest, yeah. Uh, let's see, though, if Eddie Howe gets given time to do that because he must be coming under a bit of pressure soon if results don't pick up. Talking about managers under pressure, that brings us on to Swansea v Leicester. What do you think to Craig Shakespeare getting sacked? Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise no, me. Um, nor me. They're harsh owners, aren't they? Pretty harsh regime. They are. Pearson, argue, no one wanted him to be sacked. Ranieri, no one wanted him to be sacked times 10. Shakespeare, been in a job a while, saved the club last season, although... It was the easiest, great escape in history of world football. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they they demand success, don't they? And Shakespeare's gone. What what do you think to it? I I, I do think it's harsh, but again, like you, I'm not surprised because I think it's harsh, not specifically for what he did last season. He was good, obviously, um, was doing a lot better than Ranieri was, but he's just been kind of Mr. Leicester for a long time, hasn't he? Not not in a management position, but as part of backroom staff. So it's a shame that they lose him in all capacity when he knows yeah, the club inside out so it's well. It's pretty sad, but I feel like once you've been the manager, I don't think you can then step back into being a coach again. Yeah. Um, yeah under someone else. So I think it's it's got to be all or nothing. And uh, yeah, I think Leicester will be on the hunt, potentially someone with a bit more a bit more profile. Yeah. Shakespeare did a good job, but I think I think personally that the owners will be looking for someone with a bit more profile. Well, looking at the um, the betting odds for the management position at Leicester, classically they're not the best indicator because someone ends up coming out of the blue to uh, to take the job. But current front runner Sam Allardyce behind him, you've got Chris Coleman, Alan Pardew. Roberto Mancini, who is a bit more out there, um, and Martin O'Neill, who's currently managing Republic of Ireland, of course. Mancini is the kind of appointment that I think the owners will want to go down. Um, and I think Mancini would be good, actually. I, I really liked him at City. Yeah, I, I think that's the kind of the kind of uh, appointment they'll be looking to make. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they'll get a big Sam. Won't suit the way they play the players they've got, I don't think, at all. No, I, no, I can't see that either. Uh, in regards to their first game uh, since the sacking of Shakespeare, Swansea 17-10, to the draw 11-5, to Leicester 13-8. to What are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go for the Leicester win here, actually. Uh, Michael, ooh, ooh. Michael Appleton taking charge of the team this weekend. I'd say the results haven't been woeful. Out of the last five games, they've uh, lost one, won one, drawn three. So it's not, it's, no, it's not absolutely terrible. Uh, no. Yeah, I think he's going to come in, have a little bit of effect and uh, get the win. Yeah. I think what's got him to sack is the fact he's won one in his last seven, I think. Yeah. In all competitions. But when you look at that, I think it's harsh because. They've played United, Liverpool twice, obviously one in the Cup. So I'm not sure, maybe he hasn't done well against the poorer sides. They drew to Huddersfield, they drew to Bournemouth, they drew to West Brom. But yeah, I, I honestly think it's a, a little bit harsh. But Do you reckon they'll beat Swansea? Football. I think draw. Yeah, I can I think that. draw personally. To be honest, I'd, I won't really be betting on this game any which way nah. it's no. 11 to 5 draw just to reiterate that's what I would go for right moving on then to the final game for Saturday and it's another game which I could not give a monkeys about it's Southampton at home to West Brom Southampton are 5 to 6 
the draw 5-2 and West Brom are 10-3. Again, two teams who have been struggling to pick up wins. Southampton, one win in their last six. West Brom, no wins in their last six. I couldn't call this one again. BT Sport, get a bloody grip. Why is this on TV at 5.30? <laughs> Who on earth actually cares? <laughs> My God, what an absolutely painful game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't think. I honestly think this would be the worst game of the weekend. Yeah. 100%. It's not anything that anyone wants to be anywhere near. Both teams to score, no, by the way, it's 4-6. to six. That's and I like that. the look of that. Yeah, I also like the look of that. I couldn't tell you which team's not going to score because it could be either of them. It could even be nil-nil. I could easily yeah. see a nil-nil. Nil-nil is a great shot. I mean, Southampton, they did score a couple in their last out and Gabby Adini got two and he, he does strike me as a bit of a purple patch player. But um, yeah, uh, for me, draw again, five to two. Yep, can see that, definitely. Let's move on to Sunday then, where thankfully there are actually some good games on. So, the first one, one thirty, it's the hapless Everton at home to Arsenal. Everton 13-5, the draw also 13-5, and Arsenal 19-20 favourites. To be honest, I think I'd back my ground against Everton at the moment. There's no chance they'd be seeing any of my money for a long time yet, so I'm going to pick Arsenal out for this one. Yeah, same. They did lose to Watford on their last away out in, which if anyone's watched Match of the Day or watched the game or anything like that, you'll know that it was a very controversial end. Yeah, they should have put that game to bed long before the debatable penalty decision anyway, to be honest. Gomez had yeah, the right it's game. true. But yeah, Arsenal, you know, they're pulling up any trees or anything like that. But they've, only, they've lost one in their last eight, nine games. So, you know, that, that was the Watford game. Uh, away from home, they are not the best. They are actually yet to win in the Premier League away from home. But I can see that changing. Yeah, and they're just under evens. But, yeah, so... I mean, it's not a heavy tip no, by any stretch of the imagination. It's not a heavy tip, but, you know, I, I would fancy Arsenal over Everton for sure. Yeah, me too, definitely. So the final Premier League game, we're saving the best till last, in my opinion anyway, and that's Tottenham at home to Liverpool. Spurs 23-20, to the draw 5-2, to and uh, the wayside Liverpool are 11-5. to Great performances by both teams, really, in the Champions League on Tuesday night, uh, and I can see goals in this one. Yeah, I can see goals. I can also see a Tottenham win for me. Yeah, I, I, um, I agree. Tottenham just gone to the Bernabeu, and they have just shown the world that they are a serious team. They're a serious team. If you're not a serious team, you do not go to Real Madrid and get anything. You just get steamrolled. You get Ronaldo'd. Yeah. But, you know, Spurs, by all accounts, I didn't watch the game, but a match report that I read said that, you know, Spurs were more than in the game, very competitive. And, yeah, for me, that was a big announcement. Liverpool... 7-0, that's a good result in any competition. Yeah, I agree, mate. Spurs win, both teams to score, for me, looks like a really good shout for this one. Absolutely. Moving on to the Championship then, shall we? Now, for me, it's a week of the home favourites, so take your pick. There's a fair few in there. I mean, I'll let you take the lead, but I've got a couple in mind that I would like to uh, to put forward as well. So, uh, yeah, take it away. Okay, so, before we start, I just want to stop the podcast, stop the entire world, because Bolton Wanderers actually won last weekend. They won a football match. Finally. Wow. And it wasn't just any football match, they actually beat Sheffield Wednesday, so, you know, they're a decent playoff chase inside. They did, and I hope everyone was listening on the show last week. I did actually alert the profit chasers to a banana skin of Wednesday slipping up and maybe drawing the game. Couldn't see Bolton winning it, but you know the banana skin was well and truly alive there. It was. How can you see them faring this weekend? Because they definitely could have tougher games. They're at home to QPR, and they're they're actually two to one outsiders for this. 
QPR after a decent start, they've not actually won now for six games, so they've really tailed off. Perhaps as a little outsider, wouldn't tip this too strongly, but a Bolton win at 2-1, to one, after that bit of momentum they're going to get, could, uh, could be a good shout. Yeah, I mean, QPR haven't been pushovers away from home. They drew one all away at Sunderland, one all away at Barnsley, uh, lost by one goal away at Middlesbrough, one goal away at Cardiff. Uh, they lost 2-0 to Norwich and drew away to Wednesday. So there is a little bit of, you know, not form, but they're, they're sticky, they're plucky. I definitely wouldn't tip any of these teams, personally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, Bolton, it's the perfect game for them, isn't it? It is. Um, but moving on then to teams that I really do fancy this weekend. So first up, we've got Brentford at home to Sunderland. Sunderland's still down there, still pretty poor. Again, they've not won for at least the last six games. They've not got a very good away record whatsoever. Brentford, on the other hand, have really started to pick up a bit of form now. They won the most recent game at home. That was against uh, Millwall, 1-0. They've lost one of their last six. So 4-5 uh, to five for Brentford at home to a Sunderland side who can't seem to really buy a win whatsoever at the moment is pretty good value to me. I'll take one more, and that's top of the table, Wolves at home to Preston, and they're 3-4. to four. I think Wolves keep being so, so impressive, especially at home. The win at home to Aston Villa last weekend, 2-0, could have been 4 or 5, to be honest. That really highlights the level they're at this season. They are smashing it. And I think these divisions are all about levels. Preston are a good side, but I expect Wolves to be that extra level better. And uh, just to add a few stats into that, Wolves have won four out of the last five and four out of the last six at home, including wins, as I said, against Villa and uh, Middlesbrough. So not too shabby. Not too shabby indeed. So I would like to go to a Tom Pipkin favourite this season, and that is Sheffield United. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sheffield United have a game against Reading. It is at Bramall Lane, their favourite place on earth. Um, <laughs> they're incredibly solid there. Their defensive record is brilliant. Although the only thing I would like to throw in there is that Reading actually went up to Leeds and beat them 1-0 on Saturday. A result not many people saw coming. Nope. Haven't been firing on all cylinders recently, but it, still a very good uh, victory. Uh, by all accounts so yeah uh, Sheffield United I think evens is a very good price I'd, uh, I'd, I'd side with you on that one let's talk about Nottingham Forest shall we our beloved Nottingham Forest they're at home to yeah. Burton this weekend and they're three to four favourites surely surely we can win this one can't we I mean at three to four it just doesn't interest me the risk is not not enough for no, me, it's uh, Burton are a plucky side. You know they're they're not the best. Um, we all know that. We all know where they're going to be. Friday night they got a draw away at Bristol City. Uh, the game before that they got another nil nil away at QPR. They got another nil nil away at Norwich. Before that they were slapped five nil by Leeds. So <laughs> they're they're plucky. They are. Norwich is not easy to go to. QPR, you know, that's a relatively straightforward game. Bristol City, we were looking at them as heavy favourites for that game. Oh, yeah. um, so, you know, Burton, they are plucky and they do not get pushed over. Yeah. Anyone... Also, let's remember, Cardiff have lost one game at home this season and that was to Burton Albion. Mm. Yeah. So, for me, Forest are not worth the risk. They're in dire form, Forest. Yeah, it's uh, officially uh, one win in the last seven. The worst run of form in the entire championship. Yeah, I have no idea why you would pick Forest. That, by the way, profit chasers is a banana skin. You're looking at Forest, and you're looking at you know Burton Albion traditionally, and maybe the media think they're a better team at home than they are away. Uh, but that is a huge banana skin for me, and I would not be going anywhere near that club. Yes, this fixture was 4-3 to Forest last season, so great entertainment. Can't quite see it being 
that high scoring this Saturday. And another little Forest stat for you. Forest have conceded a goal in the opening 15 minutes in their last five games in a row. That is shocking. They need to have some coffee and concentrate before they play. That is that is awful. And, uh, you know, we have to remember Forest, they stayed up on goal difference last year. So you do have to take that into account. A lot has changed at the club. And I feel like a lot of the fans want instant success and it's not yeah. going to happen at Forest. Uh, so a mid-table, you know, win a few, lose a few, draw a few is a good season for, for the Reds. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just feel if Forest don't get a result from this game, the fan pressure will be huge on Warburton. Huge. Yeah. Forest fans, worst in the country yeah. by a mile. Let's talk Tratters. Let's talk the Old Farm Derby. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although not actually in Somerset, I am aware. That's just my best farmer accent. <laughs> um, so, Sunday, uh, last weekend, we had a West and an East Midlands Derby double, double header. This time, it's the Old Farm Derby, as it's known. And we've got Ipswich at home to Norwich. Just a quick word on the game, Tom, of it being a derby and a point of interest. Uh, where would your money lie? Ooh, tough game. The last two head-to-heads at Ipswich have both been one all, so been pretty even in recent years. I'm going to stick my... Ooh. I'm going to go for the Canaries. I'm going to go for the away side Norwich. And that is because... They're on a pretty good run of form, actually, at the moment. They've won their last four away games in a row, which is uh, Absolutely. That is the stat that I was going to throw at everyone. Um, They've actually only lost two games away from home. They got an absolute hammer in away at Millwall, which is absolutely nothing to be proud of. And they got beat away at Villa, which is pretty expected. Apart from that, they drew away at Fulham. Uh, they have beaten Sheffield United away, yeah, that which is outstanding. Travel, that Probably the, the hardest away game in the whole league. Uh, they've beaten Brentford away, who are re- resurgent. They beat Borough away, who are promotion favourites. And they beat Reading away, who on their day are capable of beating anyone. So for me, Norwich are actually a good little tip. Ipswich are no, by no means a pushover. But I do actually fancy Norwich to uh, to win this one. Yeah, me too, mate. And they're eleven to ten, so that's a Sunday game. Uh, I just want to mention Bristol City v Leeds and get your thoughts on that, because Bristol City are flying high at the moment. They're unbeaten in twelve games in all competitions, and Leeds have lost their way a little bit after everyone was waxing lyrical about them about a month or so ago. So they've lost mm. their last three games in a row. Lost four out of the last five and uh, also lost the last three in a row away. And conceding three goals to both Cardiff and Sheffield Wednesday. So, uh, to be honest, it would not surprise me one bit if Bristol beat Leeds at 11-10 to 10 this weekend. No, uh, Bristol unbeaten at home all season. We did highlight that on Friday. They did draw 0-0 at home to Burton, which is a poor result. Yeah, they, um, but they, previously be they honest. beat Bolton, Stoke in the cup, Derby they beat four one, which you know is a, a very good result. Um, yeah, drew to Millwall, not ideal, and uh, beat Plymouth in the cup and Bunsley. So, yeah, definitely I would have to go for anyone. I would go for Bristol City for sure. Yeah, and that Burton game, that if people have seen it or seen the highlights, Bristol were knocking on the door all game. Burton, that was a, the perfect, ultimate backs-to-the-walls performance by Burton. Bristol just could not break them down and find that final killer pass and get the breakthrough. But I think 11-10... That's 10, what they're good at, isn't it? That's yeah. what Burton do. That is what they do. That's what they may very well do to Forest this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are there any more in the Championship that you want to speak about? Not for me. I am ready to move on to League One. Let's move on then to League One. And uh, we're going from quite a lot of opportunity in the Championship. For me, League One is the absolute definition of a tough betting week. It is, uh, it's hard out there. 
it's bloody it's it's bloody awful for an opportunity <laughs> this weekend. It really hard. It's just a lot of close, close games. Yeah, I'm I'm really, really quite stuck actually as to what to tip the profit chases. One thing I may, may, may want to tip. You could arguably say that Plymouth are a little bit resurgent. Uh, they've or they're unbeaten in three of the last four. Yet no wins in that. They're all draws. Uh, however, they're away at an AFC Wimbledon side that stuck three past Rotherham. Uh, Rotherham traditionally better at home than away from home, but mm. still no mugs. So AFC Wimbledon for me at four to five is something I would tip loosely. Yep. Okay, so one of my picks in this uh, barren wasteland that is League One this weekend is top of the table, the Shrews. And how can you not fancy these? Their home record has been absolutely fantastic this season. So most recently, the Tuesday night, they beat Bristol Rovers 4-0. Prior to that, they won at home 3-0 against West Brom, under-21s uh, in the Carabao, not the Carabao Cup, in the uh, whatever cup they play in these days. They beat Scunthorpe at home 2-0. They beat Southend at home 1-0. They beat Wigan at home 1-0. They beat Rochdale at home 3-2. They've drawn with Blackburn 1-1. And they beat Northampton at home 1-0. So their home record is outstanding. They do not score many goals, but then again, they hardly concede any whatsoever. That's like six clean sheets in seven home games there. That's that's pretty formidable, isn't it? It is. It really is. And uh, they did let us down at the weekend. But if they're serious, they're going to, you know, what better for the club to have a home game in front of their own fans against a beatable side, yeah. yeah. Uh, if if Shrewsbury is serious, they're going to have to bounce back. Well, we say bounce back. They didn't even they didn't even lose. They're they're unbeaten. Remember this season. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all, that that. Do you know what? That's testament to how well they've done. Because I've just spoke like they've lost. Yeah. Because it feels like a defeat. Yeah. 14, it feels like they lost. Fourteen games, ten wins, four draws. No, they're twenty-one to twenty, and they're at home to Fleetwood. And for me, they are going to win. Excellent. Another loose tip, maybe <laughs> uh, Wigan. So we're going to go northwest. Uh, we're going to go for Wigan away at Blackpool. Uh, Blackpool are no mugs, but they are also very inconsistent. Wigan, who are right up there towards the top of the table, they're ten to eleven away at Blackpool. Uh, Blackpool at Bloomfield Road have not been wonderful this season they've been steady but without being absolutely spectacular and uh, it's a good opportunity I think for Wigan to go there and further enhance their promotion bid right okay uh, thanks for that Tom let's just get out of this hellhole let's run uh, run back to the old bird League 2 yeah let's get out of there because uh, <laughs> League 1's not not really doing it for me this week so I'll let you start with uh, some of the opportunity that you have found in League Two. I've got uh, two in particular which really stand out for me this weekend. And I believe, I believe they're going to be exactly the same two as I have written down on my paper right here. Okay, first one, Luton away at Crawley. No. Oh. Oh. No, it's it actually isn't. Although I do fancy Luton. That's not one that I've got written down. Well, let me hit you with some stats, my friend. Okay, hit me. Right, Luton, smashing it at the moment. They're top of the league now, where many people thought they would be at the start of the season. They've won six out of their last seven. They've most recently been beating a lot of teams around them pretty impressively as well. So they had a 2-0 win away at Accrington, then a massive 7-1 home win against Stevenage last weekend. And most recently on the Tuesday night, just gone, uh, a big 4-1 win away at Exeter. And looking at the other side of the coin, Crawley have lost eight of their 14 games so far and just won one in the last five. So, yeah, if you're looking at form and everything, it's got to be a Luton win here at 3-4. to four. Yeah, not a, bad, not a bad little tip, actually. I do like that. I am going to hit you with what I think will be your other one, 
Um, and that is actually Exeter. Yes, it is. Yeah. Exeter, uh, they're at home to Port Vale this week. Exeter have just come off the back of a little bit of a thrashing. They lost at home to Luton 4-1. But this isn't the first time this has happened to Exeter. You may remember maybe four weeks ago or so, they had that big top-of-the-table game at home to Notts County and they were brushed aside 3-0. Yeah. Uh, they actually bounced back against an average team, just like Port Vale, um, and they played Morecambe at home. They won 4-1. Since then, they have drew away at Plymouth, not ideal, beat Carlisle away, drew 0-0 away at Wickham, which is a great clean sheet. They may not be firing on every cylinder right now. History suggests that Exeter 10 to 11 are going to bounce back. Yep, definitely agree with that one, mate. Uh, they were my two. So what is this mystery third team that you've got written down the, in your the, notes? The mystery third is not really a huge tip. I'm, I'm looking at Coventry City. Now, I know I can see your face right yeah, now. Yeah, you can. You're not convinced. I'm not. <laughs> They're 7 to 10, so it's not a great price. But Colchester have not been great away from home. Before tonight, they had actually only won one away from home. Uh, they went away at Yeovil, which is not the hardest place in the world, and they got a victory there. Uh, we're recording this after the Tuesday night games. They just gone away at Newport and won two one. However, Coventry need to get their act together, and uh, I'm using their motivation and the fact that they're slipping slightly, as I think they're going to get a bit of a kick up the arse, an old fashioned response and at seven to ten it's not the best price you'll see this weekend but i do fancy them to mm. bring the bacon home they are traditionally better at home and yeah i would go for coventry at seven to ten yeah you're right my face is screwing up everywhere my main I just, problem with coventry I, I know they've just lost at home to forest green but forest green you know they gave knots a tough game and before this coventry one crew nil these are home fixtures sorry Coventry 1, Crew 0. Coventry 2, Exeter 0. Coventry 2, Carlisle 0. Coventry 1, Port Vale 0. Coventry 2, Shrewsbury 3. Mm. Coventry 0, Newport 1. I, I mean, Coventry 1, Blackburn 3. Coventry 3, Knotts 0. So that's a huge cluster of clean sheets. Well, huge cluster there. Yeah, you can't argue with that. No, no, they've got a good defensive record. They have. But my main problem is at the other end of the pitch. They cannot score a goal. Um, they've not scored in the last three games now. Well, the last four games now, if you count in the league games. They scored a couple in the cup in a, in a midweek fixture. But to score no goals in four games, it's just not good enough. It doesn't... I, can't, no. I cannot back a team that cannot score. I can't do no, it. No, I totally agree. But I honestly think that Coventry will bounce back. I think it'll be low scoring and I think it'll be 1 0. One more I'm going to throw out there. But again, this is a this is a loose tip, and that's Notts County away at Carlisle. Uh, and that price is 7 to 4. Um, this the is... cheat. The absolute cheat. What? Notts have just been absolutely panned away at Crew. Yeah, but Carlisle haven't won in their last seven home games. They've lost four and yeah. drew three. Oof. I mean. Pot kettle black profit chasers right there. Bloody Notts County absolutely loose. demolished by a very, very poor crew team. Well, I said loose tip. Well, we'll see, won't we? But that's my, that's the reasoning behind it. It's more that Carlisle cannot play in front of their own fans rather than Notts being in scintillating form. But Notts County is still second in the table, let's not forget. So, Do you know what? No Carlisle have had this problem for a couple of seasons now. Um, yeah. Definitely last season. What? What is it? I can't imagine. I can't Do imagine you know the Carlisle fans to be demanding and pressurising. I just I don't I don't see that. What is it then? I ain't got a clue. I don't know. Is it? They got Keith Curl in charge still. God, you tell me. Get in touch, Carlisle fans. Get what's, in touch. And why is your team so bad in front of you? Yeah, so yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Anyway, 
I'm I think I've exhausted everything there is to to say from League Two to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I think the uh, the potential is pretty much at the uh, top end of the tiers rather than the bottom. Yeah, which is quite unusual because it's usually the other way around. But yeah, yeah, there we go. Let's move on then, shall we, to the bombproof trebles. The bombproof trebles, everyone's favourite part of the show. This is why you're all listening all across the world. Uh, this is why you're listening in Africa, in Scandinavia, in Australia, in North America. It is the bombproof trebles. So this is the part of the show where we pick three teams each. So we're going to go for a treble each. We're going to base stake on £10. We're going to see what that return. The idea is we win some money for the weekend. We will, at the end of the season, tell up how much we would have won as a duo and as a show. And also, to make it interesting, we're going to total up the head-to-head earnings. Tom, I am going to go first this week. Ooh, okay. Hit me. And I'm, and I'm going to set the standard. Here comes Tom Walker's bombproof treble. So, we're starting off. I'm actually going to call this treble... The red and white stripe. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's going it to be called happening. the red and white stripe because I'm back in stripes <laughs> this weekend. In numerous forms. Basically, all these teams have the same kit, pretty much. I'm going for even money. Sheffield United, they're at home to Reading. I'm going for Brentford, who are four to five. They're at home to Sunderland. And I'm going for 10 to 11, Exeter, who are at home to Port Vale. £10 on those three home favourites pays £58.70. Yeah, nice. I like that, mate. I like, uh, like the look of all of them. Okay, so my treble also has a name. And this Ooh. is the more obvious. It's called the League Leaders treble. And uh, I think that kind of gives away who I'm going to be going for. Uh, and it's not Man City at 1-12. to 12. So, we've got the league leaders in the championship, Wolves. They're at home to Preston, and they're 3-4. to four. Then we've got the league leaders in League 1, Shrewsbury. They're at home to Fleetwood, and they're 21-20. to 20. And then the league leaders in League 2, Luton. They're 3-4 to four again, and they're away at Crawley. And £10 stake on that returns £63. Oh, that's actually pretty decent. Three league leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, I like that. It? That's actually, I thought that was going to be 50 at the most. I thought you might, might get late 40s for that. But uh, no. Yeah, that's actually pretty decent. Nice. Mm. And we're, what, about 13, 12, 13 games into the season now. So, you know, there's yeah. these aren't league leaders at the start of the season. They, this is like a third of the way in now. So they deserve to be up there. So. Yeah. These are good prices, and they've got good chances of winning. Right. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Got to fancy that. I'll be having both this weekend, as ever. All right, guys, so there are numerous ways for you, for you to keep in touch with us. So, like I say, it's 2017. The best way for you to get in touch with us is on our Twitter account. That is T underscore FB podcast. Share with us your slips, your frustrations, your relations, whatever it is you want to get at us at, hit us up on Twitter. We also have the website, which Tom will go into shortly. That is www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. And if you want to be very serious, very officey and super professional, you can email us, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much, Tom. So, yeah, as as Tom just mentioned, please do go on the website, footballbettingpodcast.co.uk. Sign up to our forum. Thanks to everyone that's joined so far. It just takes 20 seconds to sign up. All you need to do is just provide your email address. And please do, if you're a keen football writer, you can contribute to our blog. Um, So you can go on the website, go on the blog section, and then use the Submit Blog button to just send your blog content in a form to us. We'll get it published on the website with uh, full accreditation and tribute attribute it all to you. So you get the credit for your work as well. Uh, in particular, thanks to Brock Boyd over the last week, who's been a, a big contributor to the blog. So thanks for that, mate. 
And finally, from me, let's just have a quick run through of the fantasy football because like a horse that doesn't know when he's beaten, charging down the inside rail to nick it by a head on the line, Yeti Tep is back on top. Back on top. Mammoth, 82 points that week. Huge. Um, played his wild card as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, played his wild card and played it to brilliant effect. Love the fact he threw Tammy Abraham in. Uh, just on a side note, I personally think you'll see Tammy Abraham in the uh, squad for the World Cup next season. Mm. Or next year, sorry. Uh, but yeah, he, he really smashed it, didn't he? He did. He did. Unlike... How did you do? Uh, middle of the road. Well, I said I did middle of the road. I got, what, 55 points, 56 points this week? 55. Yep. But then I look at other people's in this league's score, and it's it's shocking. 55 is dreadful. Out of this league, yeah. <laughs> I've not done too bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, out of this league. It's not the end of the world, is it? No. But, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, again, I registered 50-something points, and I only have myself to blame because... If I said to you, I will give you two million pounds to name my fantasy football captain for this weekend, you would not be able to name it. Uh, right, okay. Who was it? <laughs> By mistake, I forgot to select my captain and I was led by Angel Rangel this weekend. <laughs> um, oh he was my... My double pointer, yeah, so Angel Rangel was captain this weekend, so thank you for that, Angel. I'm probably the only guy in world football who had you. Um, so I could have actually done a little bit better, but who am I going to blame when I have Angel Rangel as my captain? Yeah, well, uh, you're just inside the top 30 now, mate. We've got um, 43 <laughs> people in the league, so if you do want to join in the fun, uh, we we said the other week we're going to offer a free bet prize to the winner, so there is incentive to join and to do well. I'll leave the code to the league in the description of the podcast. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're guaranteed to finish above me and Tom. So if if nothing else, then you'll finish above us. So there you go. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I think that's all from me for this week. Yeah, and me. Thank you for listening, guys, as yeah, ever. As Please ever. get in touch. We really appreciate any feedback, and we appreciate absolutely every single listener. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you next week. Good luck for the weekend. Take it easy.